You are listening to a podcast from Australia's best-known community radio station, 3RRR, 102.7 in Melbourne. Uh, Almost completely faded out there. Look at that. Did it? It was gone. I think the show sort of crept up on us a bit today. It lit a little bit. 12.02. Oh, look at that. Yeah, 43. You're sort of messing around with headphones. We'll get there, dear listener. I promise we will. I was just welcoming our guest. Yes. I know. I probably shouldn't have. <laughs> just with ten, 10 seconds to go, you wander out. I go, hi. Hi. Um, and yes, what guests we have for yes. you, folks. But uh, before we do that, I should introduce myself. My name is Cam Smith. Of course, me, I have. I'm Matt Stedman. It's good to see you again, Cam. And we've just been tapping on the table going, tick, 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 tick. Yes. Tap, tap, tap. Yes. And you, my dear listener, of course, are listening to 3 Triple RFM. It is the afternoon here in beautiful downtown East Brunswick. Mm. And whatever you're doing today, well, I hope you're having a beauty because uh, it's been an interesting 24 hours here in this state. Yes. Um, Probably won't get onto it too much, really, (laughs) because we're a food show. Huh? And uh, we're going to do that. Oh, there might be a little pointed reference in one of the songs we're going to be playing a little bit later on. A bit of Schadenfreude, perhaps. Couldn't help it. (laughs) What did I send you a text? I think Schadenfreude rocks. No, stop. Okay, stop it. Um, Anyhow, here we are. Uh, And uh, that guest that I was uh, speaking to, working backwards, uh, Michael Harden, Mm. Man About Town. Food writer. Uh, food writer. For Gourmet Man and others. Yes, with the uh, the special hidden notebook, taking notes as he goes into places. Yes. He's here to talk about uh, what he's been seeing, uh, places he's been going. And also, we were wanting to ask him a couple of questions of, okay, you get to eat all these great meals mm-hmm. and, you know, um, food waterboarding, a.k.a. deg, deg <laughs> meals, um, and all that sort of stuff. But what is, what is your equivalent of, you know, pulling on the slippers or, you know, the favourite pair of socks or trackies and just going into a place yeah. that you love just for your comfort food? And you said mm-hmm. Mondays. What do you have on them? What, what do you do on the old can't-be-cooking Mondays yep. where you go, you know what? Yep. I'm just going to go to my local favourite. What is that? I couldn't be... Mm, yeah, mm. that sort of food. And um, our other guest, who's just currently relaxing in our green room at the yes. moment, <laughs> um, is is contemplating uh, one month until Christmas. It is exactly one month, you said, to yeah. me today. You said, do you know what today is, Matt? And yeah. I, I looked at the, the uh, <laughs> date run, and run, still run. didn't click. Yeah, you went, it's the 25th, Cap. It's the 25th, so there yeah. are exactly four weeks till Christmas. Yeah, so... No, um, exactly a month, Matt, you idiot. Not four weeks. Sorry. Yeah, mm. yeah. calendar month. <laughs> calendar month, <laughs> yeah. mate. Thanks. Uh, Darren Purchase from Birch and Purchase down there uh, on Chapelli. Yes, Chapel near Street. Turak Road. Mm-hmm. Um, as I say, I think of my description of him over the years has been Willy Wonka with a lab coat. Yes. Yeah, um, sweet creations with his uh, partner wife, Kath Claringbold, who's mm-hmm. working very hard in the shop at the moment. But he has been doing a series of books. Um, there was Chefs Have uh, Toasted Sandwiches, I think yes. was one, mm-hmm. with a very textural cover. Yes. Uh, now we've got Chefs Host Christmas too. So uh, we thought, look, it's kind of perfect, really, isn't mm. it? We can talk about how we're going to deal with this the onslaught of family, <laughs> the onslaught of trying to get things organised, the onslaught of 
cooking out of your comfort zone for a lot of people. Yeah. A lot of people really find Christmas a very, very stressful time of year. You know what? We're doing uh, Christmas at our house for the first time. No! Yes, we are. So as... uh, This is is the first time, isn't it? It is, yeah. So after, what, two generations of being one of the kids, um, everyone's coming into ours. But you're right, because... What are you going to do? We don't know yet. Probably should start thinking about that, shouldn't we? We've got a book. There's a book. Thank God. Thank God. But you're right. So, you know, a kitchen that normally produces food for maybe two people or three people or even up to five people, how do you... And a stretch. How do you then expand to, you know, because people, luckily not us, but some people have huge Christmas gatherings. So, you know, 20 or 30 people. How do you do that with an oven, four burners and maybe the old the old outdoor barbecue? Yeah, well? Uncle Ernie's coming with that side of the family. <laughs> yes. And the cousins. Yes. Yeah, he had a few drop-ins. And there'll be arguments by three o'clock. And Auntie Stella's in from London. Yes. You know, I'm a god, what? But also, I've spoken about this a few years. There's this enormous pressure this time of year, I think, to have the you know the the, the Maya catalog style Christmas. Everyone is so perfect and happy, and uh, it's um yeah, it's a hard time of year for some people. The other thing that mm-hmm. is, which way do you go? Mm-hmm. Do you go for the tradition, mm-hmm. or do you go for the Antipodean? Which is interesting, of course, because traditional Christmas is based on uh, the northern, northern hemisphere, hemisphere yes. winter. Yes, yeah. So if it's thirty-five degrees, perhaps the old uh, yes, you know, people passing out while having the turkey and <laughs> yes. the you know and the pork and the crackle and yeah. all that sort of stuff. Does that make sense anymore? Anyway, we're going to ask the man who. Uh, we're probably putting an enormous amount of uh, pressure on his shoulders. <laughs> Darren, answer us. What? What do we do? Well, he said before, too, he's, because with this book and others, of course, he's venturing away from sweets, which is uh, he's moving out of his comfort zone, too. Mr. Savory. Mm. Mm, Willy Wonka. Mm. Yeah. With a, with a turkey. Yes. <laughs> There's a funny image. Um, so, yes, 12.08. And uh, I thought maybe uh, it might be a good time to uh, say... What's that in your mouth? There we go. That's right, folks. This is the time when we look back on our week and we wonder, what have we been eating? And I don't know why I'm speaking like that. But, no. uh, yeah, we look back and we um, we do a few highlights. And um, you want me to go first? Yeah, you go quickly. first. You've, you've been Northside. I have been Northside. This is a tale of two cities almost. It is, isn't it? It is, actually, more and more. Rent divisive by the Yarra. Yes. Um, I wanted to speak of um, a place, um, something... Pretty simple and yet so mm, profound. Mm-hmm. Um, up in High Street, Northgate, there are God. There's some good places around there. Yeah, you know it. Yeah, you know it, don't you, man? You know it out <laughs> there too, don't you? Um, but um, I just wanted to uh, just uh, a bit of applause for mm-hmm. a, a place on High Street, Northgate called Tahina. And Tahina is uh, by all extensive cancer an Israeli. Mm-hmm. Food kind of place. Mm-hmm. I had a thing called a lutzi, a lutzi, a lutzi, which is uh, pocket bread. Yes, completely. It's all vegan in this in this place. Mm-hmm. Food, uh, fried cauliflower. There was some leek in it, some parsley, Israeli salad. There was some pickled cabbage, and their mm-hmm. glorious tahini um, for about twelve bucks. And you get this thing, and it's huge. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's like you know the. Daddy always said never eat anything bigger than your head. Uh, well, it's getting close to that, folks. But um, uh, for 12 bucks, great value. Um, just a beautiful vibe um, in this place. And I was showing you a picture of it. 
Mm. where there is sort of this um, this little tray in front near the cash register, but there's some tahina, there's some pickled cabbage, there's a little bit of bread that you can just grab. Mm-hmm. Sometimes there's little pickled vegetables, but you can just have a little a little bite while a you're waiting nibble. for your food. Mm-hmm. Um, they also the other day made possibly the most delicious smoothie I think I've ever had in my life. Really? Yeah. What like, was it? Well, it had blueberry. It had blueberry in it. There was a little background of tahina in it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, if you've been there, folks, you'll know it. If you don't, go in and try it and um, maybe ask for it. What's that blueberry smoothie that someone said tastes really, really good? Best ever. Best ever. Um, so, yeah, it's it's vegan. It's on High Street. It's in the land of the hipster. Yep. And it's valid. Yes. There you go. And for 12 bucks, it's pretty good value. It is pretty good. So, yeah, just um, have a think about that. Now, you have seen the, like a phoenix. <laughs> if we use who like, I use. I kind of knew you were going to go there. Like Did a, you? Like a phoenix rising. Like a phoenix rising because you are a lover of cliche. But in this case, um, it's something that we've been waiting to rise for Quite a while, and it's a place that's very, very dear in my heart because it was uh, literally in my backyard when I was living in St Kilda. That's true. And you worked there for a time, did you not? And we spoke- I did. <laughs> I worked in the kitchen. I'm pleased to remind you of this. No, we speak- God, I'd, for- I'd forgotten all. To be honest with you, I had forgotten all about that. Yes. You used to say you used to do laps around the kitchen. We're talking, of course, of the Esplanade Hotel. Yes. Uh, uh, in in my time when it was there, this was almost like working in a blacksmith shop, yes. was the Espy <laughs> Kitchen. Uh because it was dominated by this giant extraction fan and sort of all these things clustered around it and then there was bench space and you did. You just did laps. I used to love that iteration of the SB kitchen. They had the big fish tank. The big fish tank. And yep. the food was pretty good. But no, obviously... Um, what, what's happened, Matt? The SB... It's back. Yeah, closed down, what, a few years ago? Four years ago? Four oh, it's, years it's, ago. it's been many moons. And um, when you know news came to light that it had been, um, the ownership had passed on, they were going to renovate it. You know, my first thought was, mm. gee, I hope they don't get this wrong. Don't stuff it don't up. Don't stuff don't it up. Don't you stuff this up. Um, and it opened... Uh, Earlier this week, for only part of its uh, open, the, the, the ground floor and the, the front bar area and the old the old uh, carpet is now gone. But what was um, that was the big thing about the place, wasn't oh, it? The sticky the carpet. The sticky carpet. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. But no, I'm really and, the wor- and uh, may I also say, go. possibly the dirtiest, worst beer lines <laughs> in any pub in Victoria and in anyone. If you if you were a local there and you saw someone drinking a pot of beer, you'd go. <laughs> <laughs> Good on you, dickhead. Well, you shouldn't do that. You just have bottled beer. You'll be pleased to learn the beer lines have all been replaced. Wow, one of many things. But no, what was um, yes, go on. what was great is uh, we just re- we just arrived on the tram and just rolling past on the upper escalator, just seeing it open again. You said, see the lights on, and seeing the lights on, and for the first time ever, lights on the top floors as well. So those upper floors that have kind of been derelict for oh, probably forty. 40 years or more. There, there was, the, the booking office was up there and there was a couple people who were, you know, brave going up there as far as I know, but <laughs> I've never been upstairs. I've never been up there. I mean, I've been going to that pub for bloody a generation. Yeah, and me too. Yeah. I've never, never seen yeah, upstairs. No. So, but it's um, open. It's open now. And, and um, my fears were allayed because it's been mm. a really, really respectful renovation. It reminded me, I was mentioning this to you before the show. So um, when Don Levy Fitzpatrick renovated the George, 
Who was, who was John Levy Fitzpatrick, man? Hey, well, well, you're probably best to tell me, because you worked for him as well, I believe. Oh, yeah, yeah, I did, I did that as well. <laughs> yeah, okay, I used to work at Don Levy's a million... God, that's a lifetime ago. Uh, Don Levy uh, Fitzpatrick was known as the visionary. Mm. Uh, Don Levy Fitzpatrick was the one who, when I was uh, on board with him, was bringing Nouvelle Cuisine. Uh, <laughs> stop it. Um, in Middle Park at his eponymous restaurant called Don Levy's. But he was probably famous for bringing uh, real pasta at the Vic Ave. Mm-hmm. That was one thing that he was um, famous for. Uh, because before that, it was a lot of skippy pasta. You could sort yeah. of say overcooked, mm-hmm. oversourced pasta. Mm-hmm. Um, and... But his tour de force mm. was his transformation of uh, the George. Yes, which uh, was a labour of love and, and an amount of painstaking effort. Like, in some ways, needless effort went into restoring the George as it was. Needless effort, how beautifully put. But doing it because it was the right thing to do. And I would say the Esplanade is much the same. It's, it's, it's a really respectful renovation. And in a way, he kept... he. he Absolutely kept a lot of the patination of yes. age of the place up to the fact of you remember the ballroom how that yeah. there's that mm-hmm. screwed up sign I wanted mm-hmm. to be a little bit stronger but I'd get in <laughs> trouble um, in the front he kept that and so there is um, um, it's the same with the the Esplanade Hotel yes and I was really pl- it was absolutely packed yesterday and I'm sure it'll be packed for the whole summer because everyone's going to go and check out the new Espy and mm. uh, but just a really good crowd no dickheads there that I could tell other than me. It yeah, because good. there's some places around that area, mm-hmm. without naming too many names, where pff, I don't know, the clientele's a bit of a, you know, the dickhead filter hasn't been switched on. Yeah, they're a little <laughs> bit sort of Ed Hardy at 10 paces sort hey, of vibe. Yeah, there we go. I'm saying all this, I haven't even tried the food, I've just tried the beer there. So, um, SB Kitchen is open again. There's a new restaurant uh, also going to open upstairs, not quite ready yet. Mm. Um, huge SB Kitchen in the middle now, and... Um, wow. Oh, but even then for brunch on Saturday, Sunday. So it's good to see, um, as I said, the place alive again. It really, uh, as, as I said, I think it was on Facebook, I said it's the lounge room of St Kilda. And that was very well put and very, very apt. And I think one of the friends of Eat It, Matt Skinner, is organising a lot yes, of the booze that's, that's going to be there. So maybe face in the paper? Yeah. We might have to uh, hit him up to see if we can get in there and have a look. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, but anyway, so there you go, a tale of two cities. So mm. the north, um, Tahina. Uh, really, really great place, but most of you guys probably know about it. If you don't, um, it's a place worth a visit uh, to grab and find out about that smoothie, which I was talking about. Mm. And praise Jesus, the SB has been <laughs> open again. Uh, it is 12.16. Hey, just before we move on, I know we're taking a bit of time, but uh, we've got a live read, might as well get, get it through it now. What's happening, um, You've been gearing up for barbecue day because you're thinking, well... It's the first uh, first Sunday in December always yeah. is. But no, Karen, No, wrong, wrong. Uh, remember earlier this year we moved barbecue day to February? I, I was reminded of it a while ago, yes. Uh, it's, still moving, <laughs> it's still moving to February. So um, rather than popping down a series next week, don't, well, do if you want to go and visit series. Yeah, yeah well, come on. Yeah. Uh, but Triple R's barbecue day is on Sunday, February 24. So stick it in your calendar now. So that'll probably be about our third show into the year. Probably. Yeah. yeah. And we, we've got some, some plans there. Uh, yes. Uh, I'm just trying to read what I'm supposed to read. As Go always, read we'll, be, we'll be returning to Series Environment Park in Brunswick East. Free entry, as always. They'll be broadcast live on Triple R, as always. The Melbourne Barbecue Orchestra. MBO. As always, and has another three months now to rehearse. Yes. I'm sure they will uh, sound even sharper. Maybe we could get uh, Jesse Gurner and Alejandro together again. We could have those Capitans. We got a bit silly on them, didn't we? We did. And just uh, <laughs> so you know, that was uh, Pisco and Fabulous Sweet Vermouth. Um, if you combine them in equal 
small quantities and put them on ice. Happiness in shoes. Beware. <laughs> you know when you have a drink and you go, these are delicious. Yes. Yeah, and problems. the sun's beating down. And Yeah. Uh, anyway. anyway. It's a good day. Head by all. 12.18. Gosh, we've uh, really been going. Um, we're going to be talking about Christmas uh, and um, how an Englishman who's been cooking sweets uh, mm. thinks about Christmas. Which way does he go? Does he go traditional? Mm. Or does he go maybe modern antipodean? And, uh, but to take us there... We some music, music, which may have a little bit of a message in it for some people in Canberra, maybe. Oh, matron. Oh, sorry. Are we on? Yes, this is on. <laughs> Darren Purchase, a very, very good afternoon to you. Good afternoon. Hi, guys. You've been just taking it easy in the <laughs> green room with uh, talking to the uh, Michael Harden. Is he in... Good mood today? Yeah, yeah, he's actually in really good spirits, which is great to see. Yeah. I was uh, just catching up with him in the green room. Yeah, and he's, um, I think he's just been to see uh, David Byrne, which uh, sounds good, we'll talk to him about that. But we are here to talk to you, my friend, because you're known here in this town as, I think as I call you, uh, Willy Wonka with a lab coat, <laughs> which I know you've heard before, but you've sort of moved into the savoury nature and also... Uh, the celebratory nature of yeah. uh, existence and food, and you've written a book about it. I have, yeah. No, I'm very excited. I, I, I'm branching into savoury ever so slightly. <laughs> yes. I, I, I dip my. No, you're returning, really? <laughs> Come on. Well, I dip my toe in with uh, toasties. Yes. Um, which uh, and, and what a great toe that was. <laughs> so that was, what a beautiful toe. So um, I didn't get any complaints from that one. So I thought, yeah. right, well, I'll give it a go then. I'm going to run with this. So yeah. uh, I've I've branched out, and I've now got Chef's Host Christmas too, mm. um, which encapsulates. All that is great about Christmas festive eating and hosting. Yes. Um, so, of course, I've got desserts in there. Of um, course you do. Now, but this, um, judging, of course, uh, as someone that might not know you by your accent on there, is that originally you come from another hemisphere. And uh, coming from one hemisphere down to this hemisphere in the yeah. Antipodes poses a great dilemma um, when it comes to Christmas because... And even, you know, Australians do this. It's like, okay, it's the 25th of December in summer. Hello, <laughs> just remind people. Um, what do we do for Christmas? Do And this is the thing. Do we go traditional or we do we look further afield? Yeah, it was odd. When I first came over yeah. here, um, you especially think? I think my first Christmas, there were hailstones the, the size of golf balls. <laughs> yeah, I, I where was, were you? Was this in Melbourne? Yeah, I was working at View du Monde, um, Christmas Day, and it was oh, hailing. Yes. And it was, uh, I, I'm not sure what year it was. It must have been 2005, something like that. Yeah. Um, and, but yeah, it's always been a bit of a, um, you know, a, a tricky one for me because back, uh, back in the UK, you know, mm. it's pretty easy. It gets dark early. So you've got uh, the, you got the alcohol and the fruit mints. Yeah, yeah, there's, and, uh, there's that old English on <laughs> we of the, you know, of the, the rain and the, and the darkness. It lends itself well to Christ yeah, to Christmas yeah. to, uh, to that sort of climate. So, uh, but, uh, really luckily coming over here and realizing that, um, it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be like stodgy it. food and, and all this amazing produce that we have over here that, yeah. um, uh, so I've kind of I've had the best of both worlds really and I'm kind of blending them both and uh, putting them into one book yeah well that's that's probably um, a good way to do it so what is the key because Matt was just talking about um, the fact that okay 
Actually, you tell him, Matt. What's what's going on? What was I talking about? Well, you're talking about you're doing Christmas, dude. <laughs> I remind you for the first time ever. Yeah, are you yeah. hosting? Yeah, Christmas at ours. Excellent. For, yeah, at the grand old age of almost forty, it's yes. probably time I acted like an adult. Had a go. Had a go. Step yeah. up to yeah. the stove and yeah. the ovens. There might be tears. <laughs> what? So, we'll so what's yeah. the most important thing um, to consider about cooking for Christmas? I guess. Um, yeah, there's a there's a lot to do. You know, it's big, a lot there's of pressure. A lot to do, and, you know, yeah. Matt, Matt's Matt's going to find out that you know yeah. there's a lot of pressure. It's the biggest day of the year. So start writing this down. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. A lot pressure, to do. Pressure. Yeah, pressure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so make sure you don't leave it all to the last minute. You know, first thing is planning. Write your menu. Yeah. Get a plan. Found write a menu. Work out how you're going to do it. What you're going to do. Where you're going to order your food from, and and how you're going to put this together. Anything you can get made in advance, get it done. Yeah. Just, just the looks, frightened. just the looks I'm getting from Cam at this point. <laughs> going, ha, ha, ha. I want to do Christmas, do you? I don't. Um, <laughs> and, and and yeah, yeah, basically get a plan. You don't want to be doing it all in the last minute. So some stuff you can get ahead. You know, really great tip. So um, you know, make a trifle. Do that the day before. But all the bits that go in the trifle, you can start making that ahead of time. How about I tell you this one? You know, there's a gentleman by the name of Ben Shuri. Yeah, here's a here's a restaurant. I think it's called uh, Attica. Yeah. Attica. 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 That's yeah. right. It's quite good, isn't it? It's not that bad. I think yeah. it's all right. You know, it's okay. It's a bit hard to get into, but you know, if you can, it's you'll get a good feed. You know what his one of his favourite Christmas things is? What's that? Lasagna. <laughs> No, seriously, and I, I remember you, you did the no, same thing. No, I laughed because I, I say lasagna. Oh, what did I say? My, no, 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 you're right. Oh. My, my my wife, Kath, she's like, Darren, don't say lasagna in front of people. Oh, lasagna. <laughs> Who is this lasagna? Okay, but it's the lasagna. Great, the lasagna. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, the thing about la, las, lasagna, lasagna, <laughs> you say lasagna, I say lasagna, oh. um, is the fact that it is pre-prepared. Yeah. And this is the thing. Okay, I'm here, I'm, I'm, I'm here to be your friend, yeah, Matt. I feel like I'm learning. Yeah, no, we yeah, had Matt. actually, we were going to make but, steel Ben's idea and do lasagna. It's not a bad idea. Yeah, I think it's a great idea. done the day before. If you can do as much as you possibly can that you can whack in the fridge that even needs to be just warmed up. Yeah. Or um, is a la minuti sort of, sort of thing, that makes life a lot easier. Christmas is the time for catching up with family, so you know yeah. you, you don't want to be slaving over that stuff. You want to you want to do a great job. You want to you know provide for for, the, for your loved ones, and mm. you want to um, make it a memorable meal. But you, you don't want to make it memorable because uh, you know where was Matt? We didn't see him. He's, no, he's, just, he's <laughs> um, screaming so, in the kitchen. So Everything's on fire. <laughs> choose a showstopper. Choose a really simple sort of starter. Um, sh- showstopper. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, give us a show. What do you reckon, showstopper? Well, you know, in this book here. Which book's um, that called again? What do you call it? I've got. Um, Chef host, host Christmas, Christmas too. too. I've got. Um, uh, I've got a really cool turkey. Uh, a salt dish, and yeah, salt and bocca. So you know, you you're doing the, you're doing the traditional. But Can we just it's not going to take too long. Darren, hold the phone. Right, <laughs> uh, salt and bocca is a Italian dish. Means literally jump in the mouth. Right. That's that's the thing where it comes from. So yep. how is how do you do a turkey salt in bocca? Well, um, you get turkey breast. I don't want a turkey jumping in my mouth. 
<laughs> you get turkey breast, you get beautiful sage yeah. leaves, you get pancetta, and you wrap it up and you just sort of pan fry it and make a little sauce. It takes two minutes. You serve in traditional turkey, but you're not yeah. um, extending yourselves um, too much and, and making sure that you can spend time with, with the family. So they're, they're the sorts of dishes that are in this book that are going to help you mm. host Christmas, crush Christmas, and basically blitz that holiday period so that you, you're looking like a superstar. Uh, but you're, you're not um, you're not overworking yourself. There is, I like this uh, post <laughs> crush and blitz. <laughs> there's even there's even a Christmas playlist that you yes. can download and play um, while you're cooking away. And there's even suggestions of Christmas movies with running times that um, <laughs> that you can really you can whack this through, on. You? Yeah, no, I've, I've really top, put a lot it, of thought into this. What's and, the top song in your playlist? Um, well, there's 327 songs on the <laughs> Chef's Host Christmas playlist Jesus at the moment. Christ, yeah, if okay, you go cool. onto Darren purchase on spotify you can you can have a look at that but all the favorites on there but plus some alternative ones this, which uh, you have guys you got motown like. rudolph the red-nosed reindeer i've got some motown stuff some reggae hey. stuff i've got some or i've got yeah. all sorts of stuff on all there. right so let's get back to these showstoppers so we've got <laughs> um turkey salt and bocca which makes kind of sense uh, because and you can do maybe a couple batches of that too. Yeah, yeah. I'm you sort can, of thinking you can um, you can wrap the turkey and and have that ready in the fridge the day mm-hmm. before. So mm-hmm. all you got to do is pan fry. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I suggest serving this with a Brussels sprout slaw. Can you um, get Brussels sprouts at the time of year? Yeah, of course you can. You can hey, it'll right, <laughs> yeah, be all right. Don't worry. I'm trying to flog this in England as well. Oh, I was wondering why Brussels sprouts in there. Going, what the hell are you doing Brussels sprouts for? Oh, you could do but, a salad. You do and one. then, okay, but then there is the alternate thing, Matt, that we can just talk to you about yes. and talk through. So mm. this is, we're helping you out, right? Yeah. Vicariously, we're helping out the rest of Melbourne. But yeah. um, the seafood. Yeah. Because I think, to me... This is the thing that makes the most sense. Um, if you can get, and especially if you get some frozen things and just thaw them out on the day. Yeah. Seafood platter, man. Yeah. Seafood platter. Huh? Yeah. What do you Seafood. Think? There's uh, nothing more. And some good sauces. That. Good yeah. sauces to go with it. Lifts it up. Absolutely. Uh, uh, yeah. You want some condiments yeah. uh, going on there. You want some dipping sauces and, uh, uh, seafood is just, you know, amazing, especially mm. at Christmas. It's a little bit um, expensive, so you know it is one of those once a year th- things that. Um, hey, you know, it's Christmas, Dad. Come on, it's Christmas, Christmas Matt. But Don't be like that. And I, can I, I give always, you a sauce? Yeah, you want to, Matt? You want to know a sauce that's just stupid easy? Sure. To do, and I'm mm. sorry, I know you're the chef and you're flogging a book, but I, if I can just, <laughs> if I can just, just cut in here, um, American cocktail sauce, red sauce. Yeah, it is. Dead horse, mm. right? Bit of train crash mm. in your bowl, mm. right? You can do that. Yep. And then horseradish, boom, boom, maybe three or four. But it is basically just tomato sauce and a horseradish. So you give this sweetness and it gives a real kick and it is great with prawns. prawns. Wow. What, what would you have with the prawns? That sounds, um, that sounds very complex. I know. Okay? <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a complex kind of guy, you can tell. But what um, sort of sauces would you do well, with your seafood? Well, what I do with um, my prawns is um, I, I take all the shells off and I marinate them with just a little bit of garlic and chilli and lime and oil oh, and, oh, oh, oh. Um, and then chuck them on the barbecue. And then, Ooh. yeah, well, what could be more Aussie than that? And more celebratory. Celebratory, yes. <laughs> celebratory. Um, and, um, and the great thing is if you can do this, Matt, you – and this is really about – it is about planning. Because yeah. I can do a cliche for you, Matt, because I know your love of cliche. Mm. Uh, fail to plan, 
plan to fail. Yes. I can just say that. Uh, but clean out the freezer beforehand. You know, you're getting ready for an influx of stuff. So some, yeah. some prawns and things like that. Oysters. If you get them in the shell, they can keep for a while, can't they, in the fridge? Um, yeah, I mean, that, that, that you're getting towards the fresh part of cooking yeah. on Christmas Day. You know, there are some stuff you can get done in advance, um, and then there's the, the last-minute stuff, so you want to be shucking your oysters fresh. It'd be mm. um, ideal. Um, can you do you, an oyster opener? You showed my good lady wife how to do it many years ago. Oh, so she's on duty. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. That's her job. Nicole, that's you, though. <laughs> yep. Well, that's another tip. You know, you need a few jobs for a couple of helpers. Delegate. Um, yeah, some dele- delegation. Delegate. You're just writing and, that down. And yes, that's going down. <laughs> Delegate. That helps you catch up. Yes. You know, it's, uh, yeah, let's catch up. Peel them spuds. Yeah, yeah. Hi, yeah. <laughs> Tell me, how you been? Here's the peeler. <laughs> no, that's fascinating. You need to peel faster. Yes. Um, so that's the way you do it, really. But um, uh, don't, don't try and do something you're not up to my advice would be so the, stick, be, the beef well keep it simple out. well you know if, if if you read this you're gonna nail it mm. but <laughs> yeah just hold that book up to the microphone a bit more so, so the listeners can see uh, it. <laughs> yeah it's uh darren darren purchase your friend at christmas time um it is called chef's host christmas 2 um, I'm just looking. Oh, oh God! The, you didn't wear the jumper. How do you, what do you mean I didn't wear it? Of course yeah. I wore it. Uh, no, <laughs> no, don't you try and do that. Um, if, I'm if, wearing it. It's really you, hard. You need to buy this book just to see Darren and his. Where did you get this jumper from? Um, anyway, it was uh, the photographer Ari Hatsis, who, okay. who is an amazing, um, talented guy who do, does all my stuff and yeah. did the book. He brought it along, and um, yeah, I've been working hard to fit into it. Yeah, we're Jesus. working on it. Okay, um, there's a couple of things that I really, really like here. Uh, one is, I think, maybe one of the, the greatest seafoods that we produce is a mud crab. Yeah. Uh, mud crabs are just bloody awesome. They are awesome. Yeah. So um, <laughs> I've, I'm, I'm dipping my toe into Asian cookery as well. Oh, why not? But, that, but again, that's a really beautiful thing about... Um, I've learned a lot Christmas. over here. Yeah, I've learned a lot. You know, um, when I first came to Australia, I kind of I, I thought I knew mm. yeah. what I knew, but you know, I've learned so much over here. Yes, and uh, this has been an amazing experience for me living over here for the last fourteen years <sighs> and cooking things I would never would have seen back uh, back in the UK. So I feel very blessed. Yeah, um, and there's the, also the thing that I really like about this book is um, there's tips about Boxing Day as well. Well. Uh, one is that you hope that there'll be some crab meat left <laughs> over. <laughs> crab, if you're lucky, omelette. To, to do the do the omelette. Um, yeah. and, and dare I say, <clears throat> I think the thing to, to wish for you, Matt, is in regards to Christmas, is that you plan this, you cook as much as you can beforehand, you delegate out as much as you have. You, you have this book next to yeah. you, obviously, <laughs> because that's what, Darren, uh, we want to say. But um, the thing I think we look forward to is um, the next day, Boxing Day, because that is a day where indolence and sloth is encouraged. (laughs) Uh, And also the fact that there should be a fridge with food left over. Yeah. So maybe that's the thing that you also do is that you kind of over-order stuff so that... Exactly. You've got the stuff in the the fridge for, um, you know, putting on the test. Yeah, you could. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, got the cricket on. Yeah, couple, um, of, couple of beers. You could do a toasty. You, you do toasty. You know, you yeah. Get the other book out from from Darren because that's Thank been you. in the uh, in the Christmas stocking because uh, they're all there. But what? <laughs> uh, just we've got about another minute or so left before we get um, 
Harden on, who's looking at his phone, just checking some sort of feed. Um, <laughs> is uh, what are we drinking? Oh, um, there's, we there's didn't a talk drink about section in there. So there's an amazing uh, pineapple punch. Uh, yes. There's an awesome eggnog of which, um, eggnog. yeah, of yeah. which the vanilla sauce can be used for uh, about three different dishes in that book. So that's the plan. That's another one. Yeah, um, you kind of you can make lots of different things from lots of different components in that book, and, yeah. and just absolutely smash Christmas with minimal work. And, and look, I guess that's that's pretty much it. You're just going to get a little bit canny about it. Be brave, delegate. Exactly. You should be fine. You feeling better about this, Matt? Yeah, I'm pumped. I've taken lots of notes. Taken lots of notes. Yeah, the so. brownie recipe in there you can use for the trifle and rumbles and as a gift. So, a, a, you know, a, you've sorted. got work smart. Yeah, Matt. Good luck. <laughs> and Godspeed. Let's <laughs> know how you get on. Darren, um, congratulations again. This book is called Chef's Host Christmas 2. It is published by Hardy Grant. It's uh, it's um, 30 bucks, which is pretty good, isn't it? Awesome Christmas present. Come down to the shop, Sweet Studio, and I'll sign one for you as where's, well. Where's the, um, the shop again? 647 Chapel Street, right yep. next to the big hole. Oh, <laughs> don't fall in. Come and see us. If you do, crawl out and just, it's just a few more yards and you'll get a free cup of coffee for just getting out of the hole. <laughs> yeah. Um, say hi to Kath. Oh, yeah, she's I will working do. hard. I will do. She's, she's back there now, so I'll whiz back down there. Has she got the have, radio on? Um, yeah, she's got the radio on. You're so, radio? Uh, yeah, oh, okay. if, if anyone's down Chapel Street this afternoon, come and see me. Oh, say okay. hi. All right. Thank you so much, Dan. Thanks, guys. Good luck. We'll, uh, we'll hear about how Christmas went. All the best. Thanks. Thanks, everyone. Okay, uh, it is 12.39. Uh, we've got a second piece of music Some to play. music, Cameron. Yes, and um, it is by a band called The Talking Heads, and it goes like this. Yes. And about 15 minutes to go here on Eat It On 3, Triple RFM. A very, very good afternoon to you if you've just joined us. My name's Cam Smith. Across me, I have Matt Stedman. Hello. And that was Talking Heads. It was, because uh, the uh, person who's opposite us has just went and enjoyed a great concert. Michael Harton, a very good afternoon. Good afternoon to you both. Hello. Um, yes, David Byrne was brilliant, as expected, but yes. probably yeah. uh, exceeded expectations. Isn't that great when that happens? Oh. It was so fantastic. And to see a whole arena up on their feet, yelling, screaming, dancing, it was magnificent. And then sort of swells of applause coming in, sort of like a, he finished, everybody everybody clapped and cheered and everything, and then it just kind of got louder and louder and louder. So, you know, one of those beautiful yeah. sort of, um, you know, goosebumps, spine-tingling kind of moments. It was, yeah, brilliant. So Beautiful minimalist sort of, um, uh, in, not interpretation, but presentation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And everybody... Everything choreographed, like the drummers, the the singers, the guitar players, everybody, like it was all the whole thing was choreographed, no wires, mm. um, and beautiful lighting, beautiful really? lighting, yeah, incredible stagecraft. So, because it, it was, um, and I know we're sort of a food show, but we're getting into music here, <laughs> but yeah, the, the whole thing of the Stop Making Sense tour was brilliant in that it was so stripped back, and I remember. One of the things that I loved about that was these guys running around with park hands, you know, the the stage lights and yes. just going really, really low in these crazy shadows. Well, they did that last night, though, but they had yep. with a fixed light and yep. they used with the, the whole stage with it the, and they used it was like a shadow play on the back. So people running in front of the light close, far away, getting Whoa. bigger, getting smaller. It was, uh, like, it was sensational. So Gosh. Yeah. yeah. All right. So that exceeded expectations. Um, food. Food. Anything you've been eating at the moment that sort of exceeded your expectations and stuff that you've been 
enjoying around the place? Oh, look, there's 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 some good stuff. It's been it's been an interesting time of year. There hasn't been a lot of big sort of restaurant restaurant openings, and um, I think it's sort of there's a few people doing it pretty tough out there. I think it's sort of like it's a pretty cutthroat market. But a couple of the ones that I have looked at recently that I've really loved. Yep. Um, both of them in uh, Punchline in the city. Um, one of them, Bar Saracen, which is uh, I laugh because my God, Joseph Abud is just doing glorious food Jesus there. Good. He's so good. And he the food, is. and I've eaten there about four times in Ari Lasopoulos. Yes. And, um, and so I've eaten there probably four times, and every time I eat there, the food gets better. Whoa. And it's, uh, you know, delicious. It's sharp. It's clean. It's yes. not too expensive. You can go in there, you can get a little snack and a, and a drink, or you can go in there for the, you know, full shebang. Shebanger. Shebang. And they've got a really yes. good, like, they've got a really good communal table in there that's sort of curtained off as well, which sort of like, which is a really nice place if you've got a group of friends. So, and then next door to that. What is the place next door? Sunda. Sunda. Yeah, which is fantastic. This great, um, this guy, Khan Yuen, um, he's originally from Sydney. Yes. And um, has cooked at, you know, sort of, he, he was at Noma when it was um, in Sydney and that sort of stuff. Doing um, Southeast Asian food, um, but using a lot of um, indigenous ingredients and doing it really, really well. Like it's del- some of the most delicious food. Like, and you know, there, there's one. The cult dish there is a um, Vegemite curry, which sounds kind of horrendous. But sounds is, kind of horrendous. Because I was, is, I was joking about that with uh, with Darren Purchase for you know. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's delicious. He does it with. It's a dipping one to put to have with roti bread that they make. They or roti. It's not roti bread. That's thing. It's roti. Yeah. Um. And uh, they just and you. It's a dipping sauce for that. And it's sort of like a vegetable based one. But it just the Vegemite just adds a sort of salty sort of umami character mm-hmm. to it and just kind of beats it up. They, they also do a version of otak otak, which is sort oh. of like which is beautiful as yeah. well. So we, he does that with crab meat and uses um. The, the key thing that I love about that is he uses finger lime, just a little bit of finger lime on the top that just like adds this like beautiful <laughs> citrus smell at the end of it. So, so this is sort of similar in, in, a, in a kind of way, you know, doing the, the Vegemite thing to what Jerry Meyer is doing around the corner with her sarsaparilla dumplings. Have yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And, She's great. And, so, this, yeah, and this is great because it's sort of interpreting her youth and that's sort of... Yeah. And, yeah. and another thing is that that area around that top end of Little Burke Street, there's some sensational offerings up there. so well up there, you know, with Jerry's Place and, yes. uh, you know, and the, these two, and then there's um, Long Song, where David yeah, we was on the show David, a couple yeah, of weeks yeah, ago. so that's really good. And then, have prices. you eaten at Rui? The, it's a um, modern Chinese restaurant no. in the laneway, then Liverpool Street there. It's, uh, geez, it's good. Yes. Yeah, really, really delicious food. Um, R-U-I-I. R-U-Y-I. And what's, what's good about that place? Um, it's, uh, they're just, it's a modern Chinese restaurant. It's beautiful to sit in. It's like a, it's a beautifully done design. It was, I think it's Heka Guthrie did the design of it. So it's got a sort of Japanese kind of aesthetic to it. Um, and, uh, one of the owners actually grew up in Japan. So that's kind of his aesthetic. And, uh, husband and wife team doing really, really delicious food there. Sort of light. Um, sort of good flavors, clean flavors, um, sort of authentic without being too pedantic yes. about it. Um, OGP. and you can just go in there. Yeah. Yeah. Some really good stuff. They do an amazingly good duck soup. Ooh. This sort of begs the question. How often, how many times a week do you sort of go eat out to, as, as professionally, shall we say? Depends on the time of year. Like yeah. when you're in when you're in reviewing season. If I'm reviewing because I review for a couple of different 
guides. Publications, so, yeah. Um, so when you're doing the, the actual guides, it's sort of like there's a lot. So, you know, I'll probably be out sometimes three, four nights a week, mm. um, which, you know, it's sort of – it's. There's, there's worse must, ways to make a living, but, yeah, but, but it, it does. It, it does is pretty get, exhausting, and you isn't do, it? and you do sort of like you know, without sort of being too much of a wanker about it. It's sort of like it's you do. So it's terrible. Here oh we go. Do it. Oh my god. It's, oh my god. I have to go and eat at Attica again. Again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but it is. It's sort of in in a way. It's sort of like um, not working in a factory, but it, it's you lose the sense of just the wonder and the enjoyment of food, and it just becomes. An assessment. Yeah, and you you, you don't really relax because you're sort no. of having to sort of keep an eye out and stuff yeah. uh, of all of that as yeah. well. And you do end up eating a lot of really mediocre food. Yep. So, you know, there's there's sort of, you know, there's a lot of good restaurants out there, but there's a lot of people that are just kind of jumping through the, you know, going through the motions of what they think people want. Yes. And um, and you do, like, every time I do this, like, if I'm, I'm, I review, so, say, for a guide, I'll review 40 restaurants in Melbourne, and you, all of a sudden, you can, you start to see what everybody's doing at the same time. Like, yeah. You know, it's sort you, of like, I think... You were looking I over think, the zeitgeist, yeah, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's almost, I think it's actually... A legal obligation to have a kingfish carpaccio on your menu now. Yeah, I was so. gonna, yeah, I was gonna say, what are the most hackneyed sort of things? Salt and pepper squid? Yeah, there's a little bit of that, that, there, there could be that's actually gone be, now. yeah, but the, yeah, that bring it a while back ago compared to some of the other stuff that's going on in like, Go you on, know, give us be, another one. Beetroot and goat cheese salad. I just want to fling myself off the nearest bridge if I yes. ever have to eat another one. You want to so, stain people. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I want to stain the napkins <laughs> and the tablecloths with that bloody beetroot. Yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. It's sort of like, you know, beetroots, I, I, I can take or leave beetroot, so that sort of doesn't doesn't uh, help me. I, like, I know a lot of people love beetroot, but for me yes. it's sort of like it's, it's like, oh, well. Meh. Yeah, whatever. Meh. Yeah. All right, so um, for you, uh, Michael, the... Uh, uh, the equivalent of um, throwing on the uh, the slippers and the tracky pants and just the comfy sort of comfy sort of shirt. Um, what is there a equivalent that's sort of like a restaurant or eating place? What are the places when you just go? I don't have to review. I can just go out and mm. have some courses and relax. Yeah. What are the places? What do well, I go to? Number places? one, I want to just say I hope these are metaphorical tracky decks because I yeah, yeah. really don't do those. <laughs> Good boy. Um, Good boy. So, of course you don't. Uh, yeah, of course so you I'm, don't. Put, I'm, I'm donning the metaphorical tracky decks. Metaphor. And, and I the am designer. Heading, <laughs> yeah, designer. They're, exactly. They're beautiful. Stella fabric. McCartney. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You got it. Um, so I would go, I've got a new fave in my neighborhood that I go to a lot called Signor Enzo. Yes. Which is an aperitivo bar, um, around the corner just off Sydney Road. And they do some, it's just really straight up and down food. They do fantastic spaghetti and meatballs. They do really good cacio e pepe. Mm. And they do sort of other little snacks. It's a tiny little menu, but they're, it's a daughter and father team that are there. They really know what they're doing. Yes. Really good sense of hospitality, nice room. They've got booths. Which I always love. Oh, that's good. Yes, because um, you so want to be recognised. Yeah, so there's that one. <laughs> <laughs> and, exactly. I, and I don't want to talk to yeah, people. Get away from me. Yeah, get away. Um, and I'm reading a book. <laughs> damn you. Yes. And I guess the other one that I tend to, because it's in my neighbourhood as well, is Gerald's Bar. And um, oh, can yeah. I say how good the food is at Gerald's Bar at the moment? I don't know what they're doing there, but all of a sudden it's kind of like it's gone next level. So um, I was with someone who had a fish pie at Gerald's Bar who swooned. Mm. Yeah, it's really good. Soon. And like, what a great place. Like, you know, it's, it's so Melbourne in a way. It's sort of like, it's like a. In how? In what, in what way? I think it's because timber it's, for a start. Yeah, exactly, yes. exactly. But it's just it's, it's neighbourhoody. Yeah. They, you know, there's there's you know the soundtracks sort of via vinyl. You know that sort of stuff. It's so, fabulously curated. Yeah, 
Absolutely. It's like, it's like art department has yeah. sort of gone in there with a really relaxed yeah. feel and great, it's gorgeous. Great service and they're sort of, you know, it's, it, it is, it's like the quintessential um, neighbourhood bar. Yeah. And, um, you know, every, and it's the, the other thing I really like about it is that the um, demographic is really broad there. You know, you get all ages, mm-hmm. you know, it's sort of like all demographics from, you know, you'll see lots of different people in there. It's sort of, so it feels like it's kind of really representative of that neighbourhood. Yep. So, Beautifully collected. Where is yeah. it? It's those. on Rathdown Street in, yeah. in North Carlton. So yeah. um, just in Rathdown Village, that collection of shops there, next to the original La Porchetta. Yes. It's just a little bit before 12 here on 3 Triple RFM. We were talking about the metaphorical tracksuit pants. They're Stella McCartney. They look amazing. The fabric Thank is you. gorgeous. Thank you. Just so that we don't see that you're in the... Uh, High isol heroin, um, polyester <laughs> sort of parachute. Not that there's anything wrong, wrong with that. With that. Yes. <laughs> um, um, but okay, so you're out and um, got the shutters in. You're in a booth. You're happy. Yeah, yep. you're being left alone. Yes, <laughs> yes. What about when you are at home? Yeah, and. Um, and, and cooking. Do you cook much at home? Yeah, I do, I do cook a bit. You've got a new kitchen too, haven't yeah, you? Yeah, reasonably new. Yeah, so yeah. I'm still loving that. I'm sort of like, I'm, I'm a big convert to the induction stovetop now. So oh. um, I wouldn't ever have anything else. So, no. Yeah, I love it. Absolutely really? love it. It's sort of, it's so what, easy. What about the immediacy of a flame and the, the heat you can see? It's much more immediate with um, induction. Yes. And it's much more controllable as well. Like once you learn how to drive, like you, you end up sort of ruining things to start with because you kind of, you can't see it. You haven't got those yeah, visual, yeah. visual cues. But once you kind of get into it. Yeah. Eight it's a does really, this, and nine yeah, does this. Yeah. And you just turn like, and so just something like boiling water, you know, it's sort of, it's yeah. so quick. Right. So uh, I love that. But, um, yeah, cooking-wise, um, you know, you were talking about Christmas stuff before. I'm doing mm. – I'm, I'm always pork monitor in our family. And this <laughs> year I'm doing um, a recipe from Gourmet Traveller, um, yes. which is fantastic. Funny it's a, and it's a – yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's about – from about three – there's Christmas issue about three years ago. And I've done it a few times and I do it at Christmas and not at Christmas because it's so What's special good. about it? It's, um, it's like a, a, a – Matt's ready. Again, he's got the pan out. Southeast Asian pork and you kind of – you marinate a shoulder – um, beforehand in things like fish sauce and lime juice and ginger and, star and soy. Not star anise. No, star no, no. So more ginger, salty kind yeah, of oh, flavour profiles. Yes. And then you roast that and, you know, you get the good crackling and blah, blah, blah. Yes. And then um, you serve it with a watermelon and chilli salad and then pickled cucumbers. It is so delicious. It's such a good flavour combination. <laughs> I so. keep looking across and Matt going, there's something <laughs> for you. Um, but the watermelon. Mm. Watermelon as a salad around Christmas time, I reckon that's a really good beauty, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, and uh, it's like, I think the the dressing again is just it's lime, fish sauce, and a bit of soy, yeah, and some garlic, yeah, and you just toss that through with some and with the chili and the watermelon, and I think it's got some mint in it as well, gotcha. and it's so good and refreshing, and it goes great with the pork. Got one more minute left. It's um, it's Monday night. You don't have to think about Christmas, but you just think about something. Just to feed yourself something really easy. What's the go-to hardened? Poom, alio, easy. alio. As long, oh, as, yeah. as long as I've got really good organic garlic that's really fresh. Yeah, and good oil then, too, I guess. Yeah, yeah, sort of as fresh as possible. Yeah, got to be good oil. And also, and, it's that little and I put, bit of water. I put chili that's, in mine as well, so um, you know, so it's have a little bit of a bit a, of whack. A, angry olio. Yes, that'd be after. <laughs> um, but it, it also for for that dish, it's about that bit of water that emulsifies through. Yeah? Yes, yeah. And I found it like there was a, a hint that I had the other day that you sort of you heat the garlic in the pan up really slowly, like you know, sort mm. of down on about on the induction on about a three. About a three. <laughs> that's, that's, 
that's a three, Cam. Yes. <laughs> and uh, and then it infuses it beautifully, really quickly. Yes. So, you know, as long as you don't... But you have to keep an eye on it because you don't want it to, uh, to crisp, burn. crisp your garlic up because then it's just a bit then, nasty. Then yeah. it's just tears. Yeah, tears and thrown pans. Thrown pans, mm. beetroot mm. all yeah, over the walls. Exactly. Yeah, Oil down your tracky decks. Yeah, no mm. good, no yeah. good. Going to have to get mm. rid of these. Mm. Uh, Michael, uh, lovely to see you. Great, thanks for having me. Thank you for the uh, the advice. And, yeah, good to hear you on breakfast as, as well. Yeah, that's always fun. They're, they're, uh, they're a good crew, those ones. They are a good crew. Mm. Uh, Maddie, Cameron, are you uh, inspired? I th- I'm feeling the pressure now. Right? Mm. One calendar month exactly, people, till Christmas. Yeah. So you've yeah. got a bit of time to yeah. make your plans. You'd better Instagram that, that uh, you know, the life <laughs> out of that because I want to see the whole thing. <laughs> Whatever it ends Success up being. Success and failure. Yes. Success <laughs> and failure. <laughs> The accolades and the tears. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it is twelve four. It's fifty nine, of course, because yeah. that's why we're going. Uh, yeah. And uh, still here is on next. Neil's up next. Yes, yes. Matt, thank you very much again. Michael, lovely to see you. Great to be here. Thank you. Thank you, folks. We'll see you next week. You have been listening to a podcast from Australia's best known community radio station, Three Triple R, one hundred two point seven in Melbourne. For more podcasts, information about upcoming events and our live stream, please visit our website at rrr.org.au.